Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Late Night Rentals. I'm your host Brandon Sockill and joined with me as always is my wonderful wife Shariah. Hello. And this week we get maximum on your ass. That's right. Give me a vroom vroom Shariah. Is that good? What the hell is that? It was a... I was just... That's not maximum at all. Oh. That's the pure minimum. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Welcome to Late Night Rentals everyone. Today we watch (laughs) Minimum Underdrive. Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. Wow. What in the dickens is going on around here? A lot of people have directed Stephen King novels and stories, and I finally decided if you want something done right, you ought to do it yourself. And who was driving it? I don't know. Curtis! It's coming after us! It was my first picture as a director. And you know something? I sort of enjoyed it. What is going on? I don't know! I just wanted someone to do Stephen King right. You want a war? You got one. I just want to get the hell out of here. So come and spend some time with me and my friends at the Dixie Boy. Spend some time in the dark. Please don't let me in the dark. Help me. I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And that's a promise. You're going to get us in an awful lot of trouble, man. We already in trouble. Maximum terror. Jesus coming in here is Maximum King. Maybe tomorrow will be our world again. Alrighty. Yeah. Maximum Overdrive. Oh yeah. Is this uh now um something I always like to ask you, is this something that you you've seen before as a kid? Yes, I actually grew up watching this movie. Now to listeners who don't know, actually, uh Shariah's mom actually owned a rental store for a little bit. Right or ran it? No, no, yeah, she just uh, worked there. Okay, yeah. I thought she, I thought you remember. She was gonna own it, but she decided to back out. Good thing she did because of all Netflix and everything. That was a smart choice. But yeah, yeah we we both actually worked there. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So is this something that is it one of those movies? Is this one of those movies that floated around the video store? Oh yeah, we would put this in all the time during Halloween time. I usually put it in on the background at the store. Just oh, it's so good. Well, because your mom's a huge Stephen King fan too. She loves Stephen King. She she's read all his books. That was one of the things that actually a connecting ground between you me and your mother yeah where it was like uh <laughs> when i started dating you mm-hmm. and um i was like when we started talking a lot about stephen king in my head i was like okay i think i've cleared the gate like i'm good <laughs> this is I'm, I'm in the clear <laughs> my mom's like yeah you picked a good one i'm like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's a lot of fun to me oh yes i love this movie it has so much character to it and it's one of those things where again it i don't know i don't think it did quite well on its release but it just mm-hmm. and just warranted a fan base as it went along yeah and then of course like stephen king's name's attached to it it's the only thing he directed which i'm impressed yeah yeah, yeah but there is some stories like he's even gone on record to say that he was coked out out of his mind when he when he directed it oh yeah you definitely can tell <laughs> <laughs> which i mean and and he's always he's gone on record too to say that um he thinks it's the worst thing that's adapted from his work from his work really yeah which part of me is like dude 
I mean, I know for a fact you know Lawnmower Man exists. Oh, exactly. <laughs> but at the same time, I there was a major incident on set. Uh, I found oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found this out weeks ago, mm-hmm. studying up for this movie. I and it surprised the hell out of me. Apparently, there's one of the lawnmowers was remote controlled, mm-hmm. and it kind of like went off course. I think from what I'm remembering right, and it hit a chunk of wood and cut up and like got the chunk of wood and just threw out a bunch of splinters and it took out the dp's eye oh my gosh yeah lost his eye oh my gosh really ended up suing stephen king (laughs) oh that's terrible yeah so i mean i guess in that regards i can understand why he thinks it's the worst Yeah, maybe because you just had that bad experience with it right aside from that uh the movie itself and everybody in it from what I can tell, it looks like they had a lot of fun. Right, yeah. I mean, it, it is a wacky idea. For anyone who doesn't know, it, it is uh, not 100%. I would say pretty much loosely adapted from his short story, Trucks, mm-hmm. which can be found in the collection Night Shift, I believe, mm-hmm. which is a great set. That's a lot of cool stories. But I, I don't can't remember the actual short story, Trucks, any. I've never read it. But this movie I always remember a lot. Yeah. Um, even... Back when AMC was, I'm going to throw out the card here, when AMC was cool (laughs) (laughs) and they did Monster Fest, they showed this movie a lot. Mm -hmm. And even just periodically throughout the year, you would see this movie a lot. Yeah. Edited, of course, because it it is... It's a tad bit gruesome. It can be in some parts. And the language, of course. Yeah. The actors, though, man, like, you got a young, young Emilio Estevez. Emilio! And uh, his opening line, oh my god. This probably won't be funny to anybody else. Uh, I'll put in a sound clip just so you can understand where I'm coming from. But his his introduction line kills me. And it's when Pat Hingle is like, he's in the back room. He's like, boy, I gotta talk to you. And he's like, I got eggs on. <laughs> he just said it so aggressively. like <laughs> It's so aggressive and it's just that, that, that southern charm. Mm-hmm. That eggs on. Robinson, get in here, boy. I got eggs on. I don't give a ladybug. I want you in here now. Oh, you've got, like I mentioned, Pat Hingle, who uh, many of you will know as Commissioner Gordon from the Batman movies, the yep. pre-Nolan era, Tim Burton and Schumacher movies. And in what my favorite Sam Raimi movie, The Quick and the Dead. <laughs> He's the bartender horse. <laughs> but yeah, like what, are, like what are some things you enjoy about this movie? Like what, what's some things that you know... You're like, when you put, when this movie comes on, you're like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm excited to see. Oh, I just love the energy of it. it it's just crazy and out there and... It is in the very, it, the, the idea of, itself is absurd. Yeah. It, almost comical. Yeah. Like the earth passes through the tail of a comet. I like that it doesn't take itself <laughs> seriously. Oh, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, and it's like, I mean, something that's great about Stephen King adapted works, not everything, of course, but where Stephen King has, tries to always make a cameo. Yeah. And you saw that a lot in the late 80s, or especially the 90s. Yeah. And early 2000s. Like, his ass would show up in everything. He's a Stan Lee of movies. <laughs> yeah, almost. You could look at it that way. But his um, his uh, his introduction is great. Yeah. It was um, <laughs> it's so funny. Honey, sugar buns, come here. This machine called me an asshole. <laughs> Honey. Come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole. You've got uh, oh, you got you got the score by ACDC, which is amazing. It, yeah. It's just one of those things I think this elevates the movie even more. 
Uh, you got Yardley Smith, who uh, everyone knows, who does the voice of Lisa Simpson. Yeah. Yeah. Curtis, <laughs> are you dead? <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> He's and then her husband. I don't know. I forgot his name, but his husband. When they're driving on their way to the the gas station mm-hmm. he looks over he leans over at her and he's like can i watch you pee <laughs> she's like curtis stop it <laughs> no you can't watch me pee <laughs> oh and then of course like the iconic truck with the green goblin yeah. mask on it oh my god and it's one of those things where i i was familiar enough with spider-man and uh spider-man's rogues uh before even seeing maximum overdrive so the moment i saw the truck with the green goblin mask that immediately, I think, almost made me love it. Because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, how often do you, especially as a kid in horror film, how often do you get to see, like, superhero stuff incorporated into horror movies? Right. So it was just one another one of those things that just blew me away. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that truck. It is, it's, he's like his own character. He mm-hmm. just comes to life, literally. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was my only, my one complaint with... This, especially with the movie and with that truck itself, I wish more was done with it. Yeah. Uh, I wish there was a better, I guess you could say, monster fight. Because nothing, other than the eyes lighting up and then I think uh, the Green Goblin truck, I can't remember if it kills two. I know it definitely kills one in the end. I'm trying to, trying to remember if it killed two. Uh, I just wish there was a more final, you know, hero versus villain mm-hmm. type thing. Yeah, it just kind of ends. Like, he kind of just, spoiler, well, but he... Blows it up and right. that's it. Yeah, pretty much. I wish there was just something more. I wish there was like maybe they were able to get, well, no, they could get into a car. All the cars were controlled. <laughs> Wait, you could use the cars in that world. Oh, yeah, because the couple that were driving. Yeah, um, Curtis and uh, Yardley Smith. Yeah. They were driving a car. And then even the Bible salesman. Yeah. The one who was taken with oh, Bre- yeah. uh, uh, Brett, so is her name? I wonder why he chose just the trucks and not the, the cars. But then it, uh, something else does. I don't know. I think I wonder if it's just a mistake because it doesn't make sense. Where the little boy is driving through the neighborhood, there's even a moment where a couple's hanging out of their. I think it was a, a it was a doodlebug car. Okay. And it like crashed into the like the bushes, and they're hanging out. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's a car. Yeah, and also the the boat and the motor is would that consider? Oh, when they get away in the yeah, boat. Yeah, when they get away in the boat. Yeah, I don't know. That's hmm. strange. Yeah. Well, I mean, when they were filling up in the gas station, they were nothing but trucks. Yeah. So I'm wondering, but why would the ice cream, well, it's a truck. Yeah. Um, but the little electronical devices doesn't make sense either. Right. If it's just going to be trucks, and even the title of the short story is just trucks. Mm-hmm. So why would everything else be effective? Because like, especially, like I mentioned again, when the kid's driving around through the neighborhood, there's even a guy sitting on his porch where clearly the headphones killed him because he yeah. was listening to a... A little, um, shit, what is it called? Not a CD player, but a... A tape player? Yeah. Like a <laughs> Jesus <Set> Christ, <laughs> yeah. But overall, I think it's because... I I actually need to go back and read the short story. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's something I'm we're not missing... Something we're not picking up in the movie. Yeah. That maybe the short story clears up a little bit more. Right. Um, But yeah, I'll have to go back to it and read it soon. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just wish there was something bigger. Yeah. I wish the ending was bigger. It does... It does get to a point where it, it does slow down in the middle. I think mm-hmm. all movies kind of, depending on what the movie is, I think all movies kind of suffer on that a little bit. Yeah. But I'm never bored. No. Uh-uh. You know, if that makes sense. Even though the movie slows down, I, I'm never bored. There's just something going on. or There's always something, the plot-wise, there's always something moving. Mm-hmm. 
the kid getting run over by the steamroller. Yes. <laughs> Rarely any movie show kids dying. The 80s were, they would do it though, man. Like yeah. the blob. Oh, if yeah. You remember the blob, there's a really like, it In the just sewer? takes a kid. Yeah. Oh, my it takes gosh. a kid. Yeah. I know there's others I'm thinking of too. I, mm-hmm. There's a shit ton. But yeah, there, I don't, there's just a, it's a great idea actually. And it's something that I, it's almost one of those ideas that I could see now being a television show. You know what I mean? Like take the aesthetic of The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. but instead of zombies, machines that are come to life. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much out there. Yeah. How can you escape that? Exactly. So then, it, I don't know. I think in terms of, it doesn't have to be as serious as The Walking Dead, of course. Mm-hmm. But it just a really fun comedy horror show, I think, especially now that television's becoming prevalent and becoming more of a standard. Yeah. I don't know, man. I wish this is something that could get looked at and be like, I, I wish producers or creators could be like, you know what, we can we can do four or five seasons out of this. <laughs> yeah. You know, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we got to talk about the, the poster art. We have to talk about the cover art. So, first of all, it's got big old Stephen King on the top, which is great Mm -hmm. and then you have the truck with the dead body hanging out of it and then you have like metal maximum overdrive lettering and then of course you got a little stamp that says acdc on the side (laughs) just you gotta (laughs) let people know absolutely for for all those uh for all the rock and roll fans like it's just i don't know yeah like i love how all the blood almost like the trucks like the truck itself is bleeding Mm because there's like shit ton of bullet holes in it yeah and the blood just coming out of the radiator and all the smoke and steam uh, unfortunately, I don't. It's not the cover art that gets used. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's a another cheaper one, that uh, especially on Voodoo. Oh yeah, it is a little cheap. It's just got a simple truck, and then it just says maximum overdrive. Right, yeah. right. Which hey, that's it for the longest time. If mm-hmm. anyone is interested in owning this, it is available right now on Voodoo in HDX. Oh nice. Something that was not available. For the longest time, you could find it on you. It was available on Vudu for the longest yeah. time, but it was only an SD. Oh yeah. But now you can, and it's for ten bucks, man. Snag it. Ooh, I wonder if they're coming out with a Blu-ray. I think there was at one point. Oh. But I, or maybe I'm wrong. I don't mm-hmm. know. If there was, it's it's way out of print by now. Yeah. Well, this movie is very. It, it is very straight line. There isn't much to say about it. It's but again, it is it is amazing. It is. It, it's um, I think. I think just the overall absurdity of it, I think, is what makes it enjoyable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Again, like, and you've got one of the one of the coolest scenes. And, again, it's one of those things where I think if, if it was a television show or if it was maybe even had a sequel where we could expand on the world more. Yeah. Because one of my favorite parts is when the, the kid rides through the neighborhood and sees all the different people who are killed by different things. Right. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And there's something up there's there's something with that ice cream truck that just it's eerie. Oh yeah, it like stalks him like you know, like a lot of things will be like the watch out for the ice cream man. Right, he right. might snag you, but the, the truck is like creeping up on him. Well it, it's what's interesting is like it, it it itself almost had a personality because for a brief moment it uses the jingle. Yeah. You know, and it's like trying I, to lure him in. Right, like, almost like just trying to lure anybody to it. And it's just the way it just stalks the streets and just moves and I don't know, man. Like, I think this definitely is an idea I wish could be expanded upon. Yeah. And you could go in more detail about, like, how, you know, the machines that coming that are coming to life, 
are they remembering everything that we've done to them or why we oh. made them? Is that why the ice cream truck did the jingle? Because it knows that it calls the children. That's that's an interesting idea. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Like you yeah. could. Ex- there's so much to expand. It's like a on. whole world. Right. Right. Yeah. Or just like you mentioned earlier, like if if do they remember what we do to them? Like, like we, you know, just a simple getting mad at your car when it doesn't start. So yeah, you just beat the you, shit you out beat of it. it up. Or, yeah. <laughs> Again, it was just in. I, there was the moment where the RC car was stuck in the dog's mouth. Oh my gosh! Yes. <laughs> I know. Just even just the smallest thing, like the sprinkler system, cutting off right at the right moment before he turns around. That was. I love that part. Yeah, there's just, there is an interesting and unique uh, yarn that was uh, was spun here. Mm -hmm. And, you know, regardless of what happened on set or how Stephen King feels, I I don't know. It'd be cool to sit down and let him know that, hey, that I don't, I I think you did an okay job, man. Yeah. Like, you didn't do bad. I would tell him straight to his face. I'm like, I actually love this movie. You did a great job on it. Don't, you know, don't regard your art. And, it, and it's, you know, some people probably think of it as a stinker. It's like, oh, it's one of those movies that are, that's, it's, it's bad. And the misre- the misrepresentation of bad, so bad it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I could kind of see that. But at the same time, I think, and this was when Stephen King was, I believing he was really wanting to try and tackle his own work. And just, mm-hmm. I think he was maybe getting tired of things not working out in his favor. Right. You know what I mean? Like his, uh, the, ad- the, ad- uh, the adapted works not being what he thought they should be. Mm-hmm. So then him taking over, it's the whole, like the whole shining ordeal, as you know. Right. You know, the reason why his whole beef with Kubrick and, and then wanting to do the TV miniseries of the shining. Mm-hmm. So I can maybe, I can kind of see like, you know, he's like, well, you know, let me try and do trucks. Let me try to do my story. Yeah. Which ended up becoming another movie, I think too. I think just titled trucks. Did it? Yeah. Never heard of it. I I'd never seen it, mm-hmm. but I do know it was. It's a late '90s movie. Okay. I think a TV movie. Oh, okay. A lot of his movies were TV movies, weren't they? I believe so. Again, I've never seen it, but it it does. I think it tries to service more of the short story than what Maximum Overdrive did. Mm-hmm. But from what I can remember from people saying it, no, it doesn't have any of the identity of Maximum Overdrive, of course. Okay. But I mean, yeah, Maximum Overdrive. It, it's I, it's a movie I would recommend to everybody, especially if you're a Stephen King completionist. Yeah. If you're someone who has to try and see every Stephen King adapted work, mm-hmm. uh, of course, put this in your list. You know, this is still, it still has that 80s aesthetic. So where everything was being experimenting, everything was trying. And uh, I don't know, it was, <laughs> I love this movie. I do too. <laughs> I, if it's on, no matter where, I'm just like, I'll sit down like, oh, fuck yeah, Maximum Overdrive. <laughs> um, I'm so glad I was able to finally own it now on Vudu. I would like something physical maybe in the future, uh, but as of right now, seeing it in HD, uh, it was great. Yeah, the quality was really good on it. One more thing I, I, I would really like to add is, I know there's something, I know there's a simple way that it's done. But as a kid, one of the things that blew me away was how are they making everything drive yeah. by itself? Because there's a lot of shots where you can just, uh, clearly there's no one in the there's, seat. There's no one in there. No, it's all like, like I mentioned earlier, the incident with the lawnmower. That was radio controlled. Right. So, I mean, I'm wondering if it's just the same process with bigger trucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure like the radio control process is much more <laughs> intricate yeah. and more deep. 
I don't know. I can still remember to this day, though. That was one of the first things as a kid watching this. I was, I was flabbergasted with what what they were able to do and have things drive by themselves. You right. Know? <laughs> There's one particular scene that I'd like to talk about. Um, sure. It's the vending machine. Oh. During yeah. the baseball game. Yeah. Uh, or the baseball when they're trying. baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And it, <laughs> it's almost comical, but then it's like. It was horrifying in the same moment. Yeah. Because he was just like, oh, what the heck? And then it starts shooting out at him like comical. And then he dies. Like, it hits him in the head and he dies. And the kids are, like, horrified. Well, it's like, and then it takes out. I don't know if they ended up killing the two kids. Uh-huh. But it definitely knocks them out. Yeah. But that wound is nasty. Like, yeah. when they, when the, the main kid goes to check up on his coach and you just see just how fucking hard that can hit him in the head. Right. You're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is just like, oh my god. Oh, he was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that is maximum over. Not a little. That is maximum overdrive. I don't know. That's a hard word for me. I don't know why. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. If you haven't seen this by now, check it out. Oh, definitely. It's it it's a lot of fun. It's definitely something I will always put on. Mm-hmm. Or like I said earlier, if it just happens to be on, if it just if I'm flipping through TV and mm-hmm. it just happens to be on, I'm like, oh, fuck it, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so that is pretty much it. On a scale of yes to no, what do you give it? A double yes. A double yes. <laughs> Same here, man. If you like what you listen to, definitely check us out on Patreon. The show will always be free, but Patreon's there if you want to maybe throw a few dollars our way to help with maybe anything that could happen, like the recorder or our computer. It's just more of just funds to help clean up anything that may happen along the way uh other than that i mean you can find me on facebook at brandon m Salkil. that's s-a-l-k-i-l and on twitter uh twitter <laughs> twitter <laughs> at uh twitter at b Sawkill 1990 uh so yeah this is brandon and this is shariah good night or good night is go, it night go rent a movie go rent a- <laughs> we're already drunk <laughs> And if you don't get your hand off my leg, you're going to be wiping your ass with a hook the next time you take a dump. That's right. I never heard no talk like that when I was a boy.